Jun wanting to go deep. And he's got him! Jamison Williams eating up the yardage again. Here's a big hole. Look out, he is gone! Travion Henderson! And hand to Brees Hall. Brees Hall! Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Burning the Red Shirt. I'm your host, Zach Tao. And before I introduce these two guys that you guys already know, uh, I want to kind of go over what we're talking about. Um, we got a lot of news that has broken in the last heck, two or three days, but um, we're going to try to cover the big the big stuff and get to it. But um, again, Andrew Katz, Chris K with me again. Um, you guys doing all right? Doing good. Nobody cares about us. Let's hop into the news. All right. Let's get in right into it. I mean, I read something there yeah. that said, like, stop with the bull, bull uh, small talk and get right into it because that's all people care about. So, so what let's do it. What do you think the biggest news was? that relative to us or just in general? In general. I feel this like, was yeah. something that was complete. Like, I don't even know how I ran into it. It was not even know, somebody. I don't know if I that, agree with you, though. I think that, I mean, there's enough college fantasy sources to get direct news from um I, there's no reason for anyone to come to us for news more so than any other of those programs or uh different accounts on different channels right so the way we differentiate i think is by being ourselves yeah absolutely i'll say this i used to love small talk in my old job because <laughs> what's the most natural small talk of all right Weather. Hey, how's the weather where you are, right? <laughs> right. And my job literally was like, uh, it was called uh, technically like right a customer success manager for an HVAC software. So literally, small talk was like real talk. How <laughs> like like if it's really hot, that changes our conversation. If it's really cold, it changes. Like if it's mild, it changes. Like literally, small talk was like business talk. I thought when perfect. you said your your old job, you were gonna this was gonna be a, a hall of fa- hall of fame pivot. No, no, no oh yeah, no, 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 not today, not today. That's that's for another day. I I gotta throw those stories back out there and, and definitely out in the future. But so there's plenty of things that kind of broke injuries, you know, depth chart um, clarifications, and transfer portals. Like I know that the Jarrett Dagey news. I don't know that it was necessarily it was shocking to it in a sense, but people weren't overly upset by it. If that makes sense. Like people have been drafting Daggy, but like he sat in our dynasty supplemental draft forever. And I'm glad I never took him because I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I need another quarterback. That'd be great to have a, a starting quarterback. And then sure enough, like, the news breaks like middle of what the third round of our supplemental. So how do you guys, how do you feel about it? I, I think that one was a, it was at the time of our start of our draft. It was very much like a 65, 35 diggy. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that he's just like, F it. Like I'm out. Like I'm not doing this anymore is shocking. Yeah. Um, like where does he go? But the fact that, well, <sighs> I don't want to get in this. You're going to get me riled <laughs> up. We're not doing this tonight. Um, I think like Reed winning the job is not surprising. I think right. what's surprising is that like he won it 10. Well, I guess it was more like 12 days before 13 days before 
the season starts for them and then is like makes Daigie like roll out and say, F yeah. it, I'm out. That's shocking because like, where's he going? Right. Like right. what could he possibly do? Where's he going? The season starts in two weeks. Right. And does so, he, can he transfer? I think that's for the surprising. <laughs> well, I think you can transfer up to three times and then you're blocked from three to eight. And then when you hit the ninth time, you're, it's like an open availability thing. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm not completely positive with them. Andrew, what do you think about it? I think that it, it was definitely a surprise. And I think that you can glean that from the bulk of drafts that we did. You, that, yeah. that awesome rostered feature on Fantrax that, where you can just click on a player, click the, the drop down for rostered or the tab for rostered on that player's card. And then you could see in all your leagues, all tw- 20 plus of your leagues that everyone is in because everyone does 20 or more leagues uh, where that guy is rostered, if he is rostered, and who, what team owned him. And yeah. Austin Reed, some people that in some leagues that we draft with definitely made ca- calculated gambles across the uh, Greg Brandt's champion series. Up till that point, we had 11 uh, drafts. Mike took him in the first draft right after the news broke. This was like early March, and I made fun of him for it. Uh, and then in the second draft, uh, CFF champ Zach took him and then he didn't get drafted ninth through 11th uh of those drafts we do two a month so you can think of it as okay from the beginning of april until early august he was not drafted in a draft that uh that we get together every two weeks for 28 rounds uh all 130 start to uh best ball format uh start two qb uh and so it the idea that this was expected, I think, is just that like expected or a likely outcome, I think, is a, not really a, a realistic representation. Right. Um, the fact that, I mean, it wasn't completely out of left field, right? Because it's where Diggy was going in drafts, tra- traditionally, it was like, I would say it was straddling between eighth and twelfth rounds. If he's yeah. a clear cut, no like doubt. Yeah. Like there was some doubt still. Yeah. Because if there was no doubt, yeah. he'd have been the top five round pick. Right. Hundred um, percent. I, I never. I, I don't. I didn't draft Diggy one time this year. Super fortunate in that regard. I've gotten really lucky with a lot of this news so far. I have a feeling that the hammer is coming for me. Like I'm gonna. <laughs> just, someone's gonna rip their ACL to shreds, and it's gonna be someone that I'm like ninety percent owned on. Uh, I don't want to say it, but you know who would be the the guy that would hurt you the most, right? Don't sure. say it out loud. But like, no. Well, Sh- Schley only—it's not guy Trey 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 V. Maybe him. I haven't been that able to. Hurt. I haven't been able to get it. as much of him. Uh, I'm all, I'm down to only about 25 percent on him. Mm. Uh, but that one would hurt for sure. Me yes. too. By the way, like I've had a ton of, I've I've really gained shares of him <laughs> more recently. So, but th- I mean that being said, with some of the news that we've seen breaking i think that's interesting to think about college fantasy and the decisions that you make or don't make relative to players that uh whether it's you're doing rankings or just kind of think about how your a draft's going to play out uh considering what there's multiple ways to think about how you form feelings about a given player right i'm in on that player i'm out of that player 
I pass on that player. And I think whereas in with like NFL, you can't that door number three of just passing on a player altogether because you don't you know don't feel confident enough to form an opinion. In NFL, I don't think you could do that because the player pool is too small mm-hmm. and you need to actually have a um a defined opinion on every player. But in college fantasy, right. like I think it's fine. Like uh, there's 130 schools. You can, you don't need to have a, a fully formed belief on every single player. But yeah. the day he news and some other uh, items that we've seen have me thinking additionally, like, okay, for, and Diggy's a great example in the sense that if I'm passing on Diggy, but I think that Western Kentucky is going to be successful in their offense through the passing game, no matter what, like that, that equation will continue to foot, presumably, what if he's out of the picture? And then should I in turn just be drafting Reed because I'm like definitively out on on Daigie? Like, does that give me just insane leverage over the field? And like what are the scenarios where that actually makes sense? I think that and I I've the whole handcuffing like, scenario. Like when do you Yeah, so I've tried to give this man thought over the last few days, and I think that the deeper the 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 deeper is not the right word i guess but the where you need to like reach deeper into the player pool it makes sense to try and form those opinions and prioritize like conference only drafts or like g5 versus p5 uh right where the player pool is kind of slimmed down um and but you're drafting many many rounds like i think that it makes sense to kind of think about I don't know if priority backups is necessarily the word, but forming opinions, not just on players that you're out on, but if those players are destined to fail in your opinion, who's likely to succeed? Assuming Mm -hmm. that you think that the program itself continues to succeed in their absence. I think, I think that's a great point or great idea to think about it. And I think a lot of people have done it and they've done it like a very steep level, right? Like think about um, SMU is a great example. Tanner Mordecai, Preston Stone. Um, think about, uh, shoot. Uh, I mean, the one that's like not being done that I was just thinking of is like UNC, right? Like Drake May is being picked, but like Criswell has a real shot at it. Yeah. Like at least like greater than 15%. And if you hit on that, like he's free. You're telling me like you're picking the 28th round. If you, you can draft your quarterbacks appropriately where your 28th round Jacoby Criswell is not a big deal to like miss on right yeah like we don't just how you have to draft we've never had this a problem doing it for hawaii hawaii washington state mississippi state everybody goes and gets the the handcuffed quarterback option because they know they're just going to throw it all over the place why is this well when different? there's a when there's a battle yeah right like this year mississippi state's not no battle, i'm just right? saying so in like, general nobody's I'm giving you examples but generally speaking Texas yeah Tech, right like you know texas tech was the other one i was thinking yeah. of not uh to go along with smu like i think I think it's more beneficial to go with those types when you can gain a bunch of round difference between the QB one and QB two, like as people believe it, you know, like I think what we're finding is that like going into the off season, what do we think? Right. Mordecai would win the job. We thought Shuck would win the job, even as much as like, we didn't really think he was that great. And people were drafting Donovan Smith early. They were drafting stone early. They were drinking, uh, drafting, uh, Morton early and it's proving to be like not worth it. But if they draft him the 25th round, then like that's hundred percent cool. Cause like the yeah. risk is worth it at that point. Um, and I think, you know, Mike did a great job in the first early rounds of, of drafting Reed. Uh, and he's going to like, those teams have a leg up 
especially in the early beginnings where like, which I, I think we're going to look at here, our first draft of the year in February, like you have like a lot of misses. So like how great is a big hit there? So would you say he's, I think there's some up. value to that. It's a leg up if he's any good. Like we, we well, have... <laughs> I mean, the whole idea though is that like he's worth it, right? Like, no, I get it. Well, I mean, the week zero Saturday that you know August twenty seventh is gonna be huge because like, yeah, I said it weeks ago. I have a honestly two things. I don't think Austin Reed's good. That's just my gut <laughs> feeling. He he went to Southern Illinois. He transferred to North Florida or West Florida. And then was great D2 national champion, which by the way, like not knocking it. That's awesome. Like I know conference USA is garbage, but like it's gotta be better than what they were <laughs> facing at West Florida. Right. Um, so like that, I don't believe it, but I also have like in my two or three biggest leagues of the year dynasty, which is amazing. Cause he's eligible for two years in dynasty and then a big redraft of mine, I have him. Like, like I had the wherewithal for once to draft a high upside type guy late, and I did it. So, like, it's a win-win for me because I'm either right or I'm wrong, and I have a dude that's awesome on my two biggest teams. So it'll be an interesting year for him, so, but week zero will be huge for that guy. So how long do you think Daggy's been plotting this? Like, this didn't just happen the day of. He's, he's had this in the back of his mind. If I don't win this job, I'm gone. I just refuse to believe that, like, all right, they had a team meeting and Reed is the starter, Daggy. You know, you fought hard, but you're the backup. All right, bye. Like, I, I think, like, that's always been his plan from the day from the day he set foot on campus. Right? It sounded, I mean, like, it sounded like sour grapes to me. That's what um, – there's some people that I've talked to, not to be, like, super wishy-washy. I just don't know if they want me to, like, disclose the conversation and all that. It sounds like sour grapes. Like it sounds yeah. like Western Kentucky said, Diggy, you come here, you're the guy. Yeah. Okay. And, and you'd have no it, reason not to think that. And there's no reason not to think that. Like, who's he replacing in right. terms of like returners, right? Like there's there's nobody that really has to beat out. And then he didn't have it. <laughs> he got beat out by Reed. And now he's pissed off about it, right? And like yeah. he has no allegiance to Western Kentucky. He's only been there since January. So like what is that about? So it's super interesting. Um, you'd think for like a 30-year-old man that he'd have some maturity to him, but apparently not. But I don't know. But I'm not I'm not surprised by there's a lot. I think like technically like Western Kentucky hasn't even seen that he's like like he's entered the portal, but you know, he hasn't said like I'm leaving to Western Kentucky. Like apparently there's like a lot of back end stuff that you have to do. Yeah, like he, you said, he where does he go? Where is what are his options realistically? Like, <laughs> I know you don't want to really dive into specifics, but like, think about it. Like, there's nowhere he can go two weeks before the season starts, unless he wants to try to go like FCS or D two or something. But anyway, let's let's move on to the other quarterback news that Miles um, Brennan deciding to hang it up. So, what do you think about the LSU situation? Is, does this mean Daniels is the, the guy? Because there's nothing that's come out of there that makes me think that, oh, he's running away with that job now. Well, 
it comes at interesting timing because Nussmeyer got hurt and couldn't yeah. finish a scrimmage or a practice or something like that, missed a day. And then, you know, he's, you know, Kelly being a very genuine, good guy tells Miles Brennan that he's not going to be on the, on the team. I'm sorry. He's not going to be the starting quarterback. Um, I would, I mean, Jaden Daniels was really pretty great at Arizona State. Like, that was a rush first offense. And when they passed it, he was great. Mm-hmm. I am, I would be, I don't know. It feels very surprising that Nussmeyer would beat him out, but I don't know. Like, it seems like he's got the lead foot for it, but I don't know. Right. Andrew, do you have like a, a vibe or a, a gut feeling on that one? Cause it feels like we just don't know a whole lot about the situation. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't followed it too closely just because. I'm not super hopeful that it's going to be that interesting from a fantasy perspective, whoever nets it out. And there's, it's probably pretty likely that Nuss and Daniels both get on the field uh, either within a, a, a game to game or throughout the season. Maybe there's some training off back and forth there uh, in terms of who's seeing starters snaps. I mean, in, in a vacuum. Yeah. I like, I like Daniels. I thought that he showed good things. At Arizona State, and I thought Nuss looked good uh, when he was uh, when when he played last year. So I think I mean I think they're both as quarterbacks uh, good, but from a fantasy perspective, I can't say that that battle really has a ton of my interest. That's fair. How about this one then? Um, Reports saying that Hudson Card will start Week One. For Texas is that where that who's where'd that come from I don't I, I, I don't know that it's official I just know that that's kind of the rumbling right now it's that. been it's just been people that are at the practices that are reporting on what they're seeing in terms of like yeah who's taking snaps it with is the crazy first team that card is still like getting the first the first snap the first team snaps like it this feels like a um Washington is a very poor man's version of Texas like Michael Penix is like just straight garbage. So like if you can't beat out Penix, then like you're awful. So for to me to kind of relate this back to Texas, it's like, yo, like Hudson Card's not great. Like he's okay. Right. They have a lot of talent and weapons and things like that. And the Texas even sucks. So like you should be able to like throw it all over him. Like if yours can't beat him out, then like how good is yours? Like mm. Dude, every he's time, not, every time that, that guy, every time that dude throws, have you ever watched him throw the football? Who card or Penix or card? Ewers or same thing. No, <laughs> Quinn Ewers. Have you ever watched him throw it? I mean, he's just your right. He's like this gunslinger. It Joe looks Dirt, incredible. Right? Like that's. I like there. I, I haven't been. In I never bought it. I never bought it. Really? I just think it's I just think it's so fancy and tricky, Matt Staffordish times a hundred <laughs> that like it's cool on seven on sevens, and I bet Sarkeesian sees it and he's like, You're an asshole. Like just I mean, there there the has to be like some there has game. to be some like personality slash off field's probably not the right word, but stuff that is outside of his ability to throw the football that is at work here. Is that, like, like, another Tate Martell. It's no, a ridiculous Tate comparison. Kind of I'm just saying, like that's what that's like the, the the natural yeah. thought. Like, oh, he leaves Ohio yeah. State, he's going to go try to go to a big program and be a star, and then turns out he's not that good. Maybe you could you could have said Jack Miller, right? <laughs> I'm saying he's a lot of people. Um, 
I guess then we'll pivot to another um, piece of news. Um, actually, I've been reading about Austin Bolt being um, the Boise State wide receiver two-ish slash tight end. He has tight end ability, uh, eligibility and fan tracks. Um, for now. For now. For now. Um, I drafted yeah. him in our dynasty for that for that reason. <laughs> Can we pivot to that? Because I yeah. think, Zach, like you should get some straight cred for this. Because, like, Bainbridge is drafting Bolt now. I've drafted Bolt a couple times. And truly, it started with you. With my Discord. Kind of with your, your breakthrough. So, and it's gained steam. Like, I think I saw something today or yesterday about Bolt being like a legitimate thing. So, do you want to talk about Austin Bolt and let, let's have you have the floor here for a minute? <laughs> um, I know last, last year they were talking about, like, they asked all the players, you know, who's the best athlete on the team? Who's the fastest guy on the team? Everyone said Austin Bolt was up there. And I'm thinking now, how? There's no way. There's no way. But if they keep saying it, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's got some something. And they have they have a hole to fill. And I feel like it's, there's not a lot of analysis to this. This is just they have a hole to fill. They have Cobbs on one side. Boise will probably fill in the other spot with five, six other guys. But I think of, of the pack, Bolt is the is the guy. And do you know who the wide receiver coach is at Boise State? We I mentioned it in our um chat mike miller right it's mike miller right like what a name what a, what a classic <laughs> matt, matt miller matt miller sorry matt, matt miller. miller yeah yeah matt yeah miller. matt miller mike miller played for the grizzlies and the heat also a classic <laughs> also classic <laughs> but matt miller was a guy that he was a chain mover that's what he was like and he and you could throw him that 9 10 12 yard slant he was going to catch it 90% of the time um I don't know if that's what Bolt is. Bolt seems like a speed demon. So I feel like over the top type of throws would be good. Quick screens underneath. He's probably going to run. He's got tight end eligibility. So he's got some size. So he might line up at tight end in formations at tight end. There's no telling. We've talked about it before. I'm not a big fan of uh, Avalos as a coach. I think he's a good guy, but I don't know how great of a coach he is. And he's a defensive guy, so he's leaving it all to plow to run the offense. And we've seen the offense look iffy. Um, and I just wonder how much volume Bolt gets. If Cobbs is the it's a wide receiver one, clearly, I think we're all in agreement with that. I don't know how much volume Bolt really gets. Without the tight end eligibility, I don't know if his volume is wide receiver two, unless you have a deep league, is worth it. Yeah. So I just looked it up on ESPN and Boise's uh, roster page. They have him as wide receiver. Yeah, I, yeah, he's six three two ten on ESPN, six three two fifteen. He's been talked about as like the fastest guy on the team, right? Like yeah. that's what kind of prompted the whole thing, which was cool. Um, and then I read something. Bainbridge sent me something earlier today that was like this. I don't know who it was. A Boise guy of some kind was basically like, "Look, like." If you're looking for a receiver two for Boise, it's got to be Bolt. He's impressed. He's done a great job. Like I think it with, I mean six three two fifteen is like, like real sized. Yeah. Like that's not your like five nine one eighty. It's not just, Shane like, Williams Rhodes. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like this is like a real dude. So, in terms of like a, a mid to late pick on a 
tight end potentially like this is amazing one i think this is a great selection yeah and i think if he holds the tight end eligibility especially in our league with the premium i think it's it's a premium yeah yeah, it's definitely worth it um but as far as i I think billy bowens gets targets I, i listened to actually i listened to avalos talk about practice i think it was over the weekend they had their scrimmage and the names he kept mentioning were Cobbs, uh, Bolt, and Bowens. Now, Bolt keeps coming up in reports. All the Bolt this, Bolt that. I'm leaning Bolt. Bowens will get action, but Bolt's the guy. I, I'm, 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 I'm planting my flag. I did it in the Discord. I don't. I think it was Clint who who said stake your claim, basically. Yeah, because I had said, "Oh, it's." I was playing the the politically correct answer, like, "Yeah, it could be this guy, it could be this guy," you know. And he said, "Stake your claim." I said, "All right, bolt that guy." What do you think run pass ratio is for Boise this year? Mm. It's gonna be, uh, I think it's gonna be sixty forty pass. Not gonna stop till the scoreboard hits fifty, right? <laughs> That'd be great, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, um, That's I think what they said last year. Right, that's you know he brought Plow in from was it UC Davis where yeah. he came from, and it was like the air raid or whatever they want to call it, and it looked nothing like that. It was gross. Is, it was is he gone? Is he is no, he still there? He's still the OC. And well, last year they were maybe fifty four percent run, fifty three percent run. So I don't know what they're. Um, you got a senior quarterback. Why you would. Kalani can't ever stay healthy. I know they've got other backs that they like, but I don't know. I think if you have a senior quarterback, you should put the ball in his hands more often. I would, I would anyway, if you trust him. Yeah. And if you don't trust him, then what's he doing? <laughs> Why is he still the quarterback, right? So. Sure, you could have had Jack Sears. Could have had Jack Sears. Yeah. That's thing. Green. I wonder somebody seriously if you've seen jack sears please let us know blink twice we'd love to have care, him on the pod we, ha- we he- have to know that he's safe and that he's healthy right. um so brandon sanders says also put in waivers for bolt hope cats didn't do the same in our dynasty league <laughs> <laughs> i should can we can we kick it to our first fantasy draft you have that teed up yes the best ball so our first, I tweeted about this this morning because I was getting some nostalgia. We started, I started my last off-season best ball draft, and yeah. I just thought to myself, "Wow, like let me look back at my very first one. It had to have been, you know, the CFF. I think it was the CFF site best ball one. Yeah, and that's this. All one. three of us were in it, which was fun. And man, right. our teams are all awful." I don't I know. Maybe not Andrews. Maybe not Andrews. That might be Andrews' best team. I think. I think I held up well, but we'll, we'll find out. Um, well, as we're seeing on the screen here, is my we're doing it team by team, so we'll just cover our three. You this, didn't. You didn't see. You didn't foresee something happening to your second round pick. No, I. I didn't see that coming. Can't say that I did. Um, on paper rumors, at the time, I. I've heard some deep, deep black web or what is that? Dark web uh, message boards saying that Hartman might be back earlier rather than later. Mm. Nothing solidified, nothing that people would actually put on paper, but you might only miss like three or four weeks of Hartman, five weeks max. Well, 
I've got I've got the t- uh, top three quarterback that I drafted in the thirteenth round. In Chevin Cordero. There you go. Yeah. What was it? What's the format for this? So it's a best uh, ball start start two QB two two RB three receiver one tight end one tight end. It's not premium. Yeah, and not the, tight end defense, premium. Half PPR. It's your more. It's your most generic. Not in a yeah. bad way. Most generic mm-hmm. of of uh, of drafts. So uh, I mean, Vaughn. I went Deuce Vaughn. I, mean, I had the sixth pick. So all the I'm assuming all the running backs were gone. So I took Vaughn. This is the only time I've taken Vaughn in any of the drafts that I've done. Um, Hartman second round. Sean Tucker, Chris Rodriguez in the fourth round. Rishi Rice, Mario Williams in the sixth round seems Whoops. pretty steep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is where yeah. stuff gets goes off the rails. A <laughs> when was bit. this but draft? At the time, right? You were thinking. This is February 16th. It started, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I mean, so like, all right. So, first six rounds, you know, everything looks good except Hartman got hurt. Right. Tucker's good. Rodriguez, it looks or seems like he's only going to get like one game because if they go two games, then he misses Florida. And I don't see that happening. Rasheed Rice in the fifth is a great value. Yeah. And like, I understand Mario, right? Like, yeah. Mario Williams, like, you know, you were just. That was a USC receiver. Like, I don't blame right. you. So, and Keaton is awesome. I have Keaton everywhere. So, I think that's not a, not the and worst. You top dogged seven. me for taking him. I remember Ooh, it. I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. No, show me receipts. <laughs> don't make me go back. No and receipts. Find. Um, Rakeem Jarrett, eighth round. Mm. Ollie Maryland Jennings. Love for that. Ollie Jennings. I think Justice probably loves me for that. So, <laughs> Lynn J. Dixon, did you know that you were going to get the West or the uh, Tennessee RB2 when you uh, drafted him? <laughs> no, I did not. And we'll be, we'll be new in your team here in a second. So, um, but I got, oh, it's not good. I also took a USC receiver. So, <laughs> I got DTR good. in the 10th and Cordero in the 13th. So, even with Hartman out, it's not necessarily the worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, cowing. Ottman Bell, I grabbed him pretty high. Uh, see, here's what I don't understand. This guy, Amante Watkins, wasn't in the player pool for our dynasty draft. So I took him with a placeholder, but why is he there? Because they were here? they go back and forth. It's weird. It's not describe it's not easy to explain. It's awful. So there's no point oh. in doing it. They just do stuff just to do stuff. I think right. what I think the way they make players actually available at like the the layer where we select them in drafts is they're they're injecting current versions of rosters. Mm. So like TCU removes him from his ro- ro- their roster. Right. New Mexico State doesn't add theirs yet. Gotcha. Interesting. That's a, it's a theory. Uh, sounds right. Yeah. Or, or they changed his position. Dude, you got you took EJ Smith very early. It, it, it's cool to select him now. Yeah. And yeah, I that's a good it, one. <laughs> and I was doing it before it was cool. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And Isaiah Williams, everybody loves him week zero at least. Yeah, he's fun. This might be my best team at the end of the day. Mm, that's not a good sign. Yeah, it's not a good thing, but it's not the worst You thing. were the originator of Amari Huggins Bruce. I guess that maybe that's where uh, Josh got his love for him from. Yeah, <laughs> um yeah so then i grabbed riley smith my last pick i probably should have got bolt huh mm. in february yeah, he thinks he should have gone bolt yeah. now i did i did hear that riley smith is supposed to be getting like all the tight end reps 
for Boise State. Dude, he, I, he I and fell Hopper. For that trip last year. Right. I'm horrible. not taking a Boise State Boise State tight end because they rotate like three different guys through there. No. I'm gonna go with Bolt and hope that they just line him up wherever yeah. the hell they want. Yeah, um here well it's right below me is Oh boy. Chris K. Speaking of we talked about Ewers earlier. Here we go. <laughs> so, I got Josh Moore. He that so guy's an NA. So that's had, just never can we rewind twenty minutes ago to Chris pontificating how he never never was into it. <laughs> so you had the seventh pick. I had the sixth pick. So you picked right after me, and I took Vaughn. This was before Gibbs really got pumped, and I think you pumped him. I was always pumping Gibbs. I, I know. I think Gibbs is great, but like Gibbs never like I honestly like. You can get Gibbs later. I think I got him to. Well, I think I got him today in a draft seventh as well. But like, yeah, like the, you could have gotten him ninth, tenth, eleventh pick maybe in drafts. Not that it really matters. Like if you're not getting him in the first round, then you're not getting him. But like that seventh feels about right. Like nothing wrong with that. I was scared for Booty for a while, but uh, it, he but seems that, to be awesome. At, that se- at the time, it was, there was a lot of doubt surrounding him that's that's why he fell to the middle of the second round um well he was falling more too this was like i think a little bit before the complete falling out of like injury or sit out like he was getting picked in like mid thirds late thirds for a while by the way i love your quarterbacks love them van dyke is awesome you got yours in the fourth van dyke in the ninth okay so van dyke i like it's a little steep, but Slovis Slovis. uh, is bad. (laughs) I got a lot of quarterback. I think I took DJU and Knicks in this one. You got Delara Uh in the 16th and you got DJU in the 20th, which here comes, which seems pretty steep into the other drafts that we've seen. It's, I don't think it's crazy. Um, well, when he wins the Heisman, we're not right. going to complain about his. God, I hope he does. Cause I'm, I'm coming for dynasty. If he's winning the Heisman, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, you, oh, there's Bo Nix. I told you. Yep, Bo. Great. Well, I got a bunch of dudes going to hit 20 points. <laughs> uh, Lane Hatcher. I, this this is such a – I like the Dylan Johnson pick late. Like, I think that's awesome. Eric All in the 34th is great. Um, But what was I – I think Keyshawn Smith, by the way, is an awesome pick. Like, I think he's the receiver one for Miami, and that's going to be yep. a great spot. But – also, it's like Billy Kim and Christian. How many teams was this? 12? Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? No, I'm, I'm just asking. Was it 12 teams? I think it, it was. was. 12. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very Bill questionable Smith. picks mixed in here. Ta- I, I went <laughs> twice on USC receivers, by the way. I don't know if you noticed it. I got the receiver seven and eight for USC, which was Gary Bryant and Taj Washington. I'm just scrolling um, back up to see you. Aeneas Smith, which, by the way, if we did this two weeks ago, we would have been really on our faces about it because he was going to be suspended for a year. But, you know, it's Texas A&M, so he's good to go. He's going to yeah, play week awesome. one, so we're good. Right. So Are we going to talk about Joshua Moore? Or- I don't – what is Joshua Moore doing? What is what is Joshua Moore doing? Not playing was, football this year. He hmm. was playing for Southern Miss at the time. No, uh, SMU. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wrong, wrong right. one, wrong yeah. one. Same, same, but different. Pony up. Not, not S M T T T. T T T T T T. Right. Valaday in the tenth. 
I feel like he's he's dropped significantly since yeah, that's, this draft. This is that's like in terms of um of value. That was horrible in hindsight, but it's getting better because people are saying he's the running back one for Arizona State. Which yeah, is his nice. value's having a bit of a resurgence. It's getting a weird resurgence, but I'm about it. So I don't know. Let's look at Andrews because we pull up Andrews. Uh, mine was pretty epic, so pretty happy about it. Mm, where where are you at? Why is it not pulling? I'm gonna have to do some adjusting. Hold oh boy! On. Here oh we boy. go. Here we go. Why can't I just see Andrews? Mm. Mm. It's only this easy. Only this easy. Oh, that looks like an injury team. Yeah, I've never seen it. That's, I don't even see the name, but that's that got to be yeah, him. You don't need to. You know, you know this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, thoughts? Ravion Henderson. He had, he had, we went five, six, seven. I'm just realizing this now. Yeah. yeah. Explain yourself, Andrew. <laughs> Go through it. Do it. This was the only time I took Brock this high, and I think it was. Just, I just looked around and I was like, I don't really like anyone going on here in the second round. Let's just grab a dog and move on. Um, Evans in third. I, he his value's kind of up, gone up and down between three, four, five, but it's fine overall. Gabriel. I feel, in the fourth, I mean, I, as draft season progressed, I was hoping. I think I just I ended up deciding that I didn't. Re- I wasn't really interested in drafting QBs that high, with the exception of of Hooker. Usually, like, uh, but in the four, I mean, he's going to be awesome at Oklahoma, so it's cool. Cobb's and the fifth is looking nice. I I still stand, but I think Harrison Whaley's going to be good. He's going to be fine, but that's a bit of an overpay. Tyrese, I mean, I'm just, I'm, he's, I'm pumping his stock up pretty much all off season. So th- this is where I started off getting him and then I moved him up way too high. Uh, but I think he's, he's going to ball out. So it's going to be good. Puka's great. Gore, probably a couple of rounds too early. Where do we think Brad Roberts is going to, he's not really her, right? That article was just a lie. The, the one that you, the one that you sent us. Yes. That, so I, the format is perfect. For Brad Roberts, yeah. generally speaking, right? Like if he's healthy, it's perfect because yeah. he's going to go for seven points or he's going to go for 30. So yeah. I think that's fine. I think we're more likely to see him miss games, but who really the hell knows yeah. at this point? Right. It's all a guess. Yeah. I'm you starting to talk Prater. myself back into Prater. Prater, even though, 12, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reports aren't looking great on him winning that job, but I, I, I've started to, to contrive some – arguments in my head that this is this is the old this is the old texas washington uh, washington argument like if you can't beat out ben bryant right (laughs) you should have never been drafted anyways cooks is awesome i don't know why i took mcmillan that's the only time i've drafted him all offseason like him or the guy whose name i can't pronounce who's star romeo odunze or whatever yeah yeah. yeah. one of them will ball out he went like really similarly draft wise like yeah that was like basically, I think, back-to-back type rounds or something like that. I I don't think I drafted Carson Steele again after this. Uh, maybe he <laughs> ends up being okay, but I don't know. I just don't think he's that interesting. Uh, Rising is cool. Donovan Green, let's go. Drake May will win the job, right? Um, 
Brian. Wait, 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 wait. So Brandon Sanders just slacked in this other group I'm in yeah. that on Monday they will announce a starter for the game. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's the rumor. That's the now the thing is they said they will announce the starter, but they don't necessarily say if he's gonna play the whole game. So yeah, real quick. So Debbie so we'll I Devi IDP grind says What the, is that? Is that a, is that a person? Yes, he's a comment that in our in our YouTube chat. <laughs> Um, reason for Watkins is Fantrax had him as a DB. So if you had primary position only checked, he wouldn't have shown up in an oh. offense only league. Yeah. Makes well, sense. I so mean, had been position for IDP issues. for years. So I've been trying. I'm not surprised that that's the issue. You're in the, the you're in the crypto uh, IDP league, right? That's that's Chris, not me. I am. I am actually that's Chris. Awful. That's not Corey me. Kiner had Corey. Okay, so Corey Kiner had. Um, IDP, I don't know if it was linebacker. I think it was linebacker. He had linebacker eligibility until like last week and he lost <laughs> it. So I had to move him. But like, could you imagine Corey Kiner is like a linebacker eligible position in a league, which by the way, apparently Fantrax is so bad at doing, um, or the stat provider is so bad at like tackles, tackles that they don't do it. And so yeah. basically, IDP is basically interceptions sacks. and fumbles and sacks and tackles so for boring. loss. And that's it. Yeah. So like Peyton Wilson, like the stud NC state <laughs> linebacker is like not drafted, even though like he's, he's at 15 tackles like a game. A, yeah. He, he goes for 40 a game and, and it's not used. Oh but yeah. So D- Devi IDP grind. You want to guess who that is? Justice. Correct. Yeah. He has the podcast. Yeah. So that he just mentioned, he said, this is Justice, was just logged in under the podcast account. Word. So welcome, Justice. Hey, man. <laughs> Dude, look at this value I'm mining, though, in the 20s with Trey Palmer and JT Daniels. I was just going to say, Trey Palmer, JT Daniels. Chandler. Chandler's turned out to be awesome. And yeah. But then here, is this the draft where I take a guy who's it's now a in the NFL? <laughs> he's, I think he's throwing to uh, Joshua Moore in the USFL these days. Brandon Lewis? <laughs> yeah. He's – well, yeah. That will, who who would have thought that you that an Air Force player would declare with eligibility remaining? I, I, I was not – I did not think I had to check that, but that was my mistake. <laughs> um, and more value in the 30s with Lockhart and and Stetson and Farouk. I mean, this 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 team's. I think this team takes down this draft. What what outside of uh, taking the NFL guy? There's not too many landmines in here, Prater. <laughs> potentially, right. but a lot of everything is probably going to turn out pretty pretty good, or at minimum, just not be. I'm not going to be getting zeros from pretty much any of these guys. No, I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty That's, solid. This team, is definitely yeah. the best of the three. Um, I'm so annoyed with myself that I didn't. I was trying to figure it out and I didn't do it in time to make it a smooth transition. But I was going to say, who do you think scores more for, uh, fantasy points this season, Brandon Lewis or Brendan Lewis, quarterbacks? <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, am I thinking of the right guy? Like, is that the right name? Dude, but it's we're, Brendan. We're finishing up uh, Mac, the Mac only draft that Jared. No, not Mac. It was Big Ten only. We just finished up that Jared ran. And you'll never guess who still has eligibility and is a running back on Illinois still back for year six. Can you – I get, that's a good hint. I mean, 
Yeah, last year. So he there's got- Josh McCray, there's yeah. Reggie Love. But those don't seem like six year guys. This guy, this guy last year had five carries for 18 yards and one fumble. So he had negative Jafar two- Armstrong. No, no negative point two <laughs> points. He he has previous uh episodes of his of his TV show at Eastern Carolina or East Carolina and Arkansas. Chase Hayden. Mm. Mm. Chase Hayden. <laughs> Nick, Nick drafted him because, of course, he's the only person in the world who knows that that guy. Oh still, my gosh, he was in Arkansas. Oh my gosh. But ne- negative negative fantasy points last year. What a mm. throwback! Yeah. So I wanted. Let's pivot here to cover some more topic. But I wanted to go to something you sent in our G chat um, earlier today, Chris, and I want to let you. Is this about uh, Lincoln Riley screwing over Brew McCoy? Yes. I wanted to let you um, talk about it. I'll be back in 30 minutes. So I'm a big proponent <laughs> of calling USC. Hold on. I got, I got a tweet. Hold on. In South Carolina. South Carolina. Or USC lowercase e. But I swear to God, if I hear slash see that Lincoln Riley's effing around with Brew McCoy in my future in marriage, then I'm going to start calling him USCW. That's all I'm going to say. Because apparently, per Discord, that's like a normal thing is that. And then Nate said it too when he was talking about when he was back at Oklahoma and this other Slack channel I'm in about he just does not care. Like, it feels like he could be doing it to a high school team. Like, he's just that savage. Hmm. But the rumor is... It's just like, he's a fucking dick. Yeah, well, the rumor, to go to start back at the beginning here, is the rumor is that the reason why Brew's getting held up is not because of, like, transfer in terms of, like, can you do this or that. It's has USC released him from USC, which is ridiculous because they suspended him back in like July of 2021 and like kicked him off campus essentially. So, so here's the tweet. Sense. Here's the tweet that you, um, yeah. that you sent. What a great first tweet though, by the way, because yeah. can we scroll right. up to the beginning? Right. Hold on. Hold on. I want to, I want to tell people how I got this information. You sent this tweet and it says there are two routes toward eligibility. One USC grants release. Two, NCAA grants waiver, but that may also require some cooperation from USC. Apparently, neither has occurred yet. So I'm like, okay, well, what was this in reply response to? So I scrolled up in the first tweet, watching Tennessee practice, it's pretty evident that USC transfer Brew McCoy is smoother in route, running routes and more comfortable in the offense than early camp. He's catching everything thrown in his area code. Now he just needs to get eligible. He's got a lot of area codes, as we know. So he's catching everything. Right. So sounds like a good, um, if he's eligible, we've been right the whole time. Can we get a pulse check? Can we go around the room and just say between one and a hundred percent, how confident we feel that he's playing in week one. And I'm going to start it with you, Zach, and I'll go last. That I think Brew McCoy is, Playing week Give me one. a percentage percentage chance that he's playing in week one. Well, or their he's first not game. eligible yet, and they've got two weeks, right? 
basically two yeah, weeks. September third, so it's like sixteen or so days, mm. seventeen days or so. I, it's going to come down to the last minute, but I'm going to say it's thirty percent that he plays. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah. I'm. I don't think Riley's backing down, but I still would put it. So I, I'll put it at seventy percent. So what's the 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 hang up? Okay, they're not releasing him, but why? We've covered that he's a dick. I get all that, but because he doesn't have to. But at, at what point does that expire? That he is released? Like, I don't know. Does this he? Like it's this a, weird scholarship thing. Like, when does he burn given eligibility? A scholarship, it's all scholarship based. When you're given a scholarship, in a sense, you have to be released from it, which is so weird because in a lot of times scholarships are like a year to year contract. Right. It's complete garbage. And another reason why coaches can make millions and leave on the drop of a dime, but players until a right. year they, or two they ago. They can violate and void their contracts, but a player exactly. can't. Exactly. Yeah. But my UNC point was the first school to do that, like that four year guarantee thing. Do you remember this? Who's that? Um, like USC was the first school to do the, the four year guarantee of scholarships. It was like a huge headline a few years ago. But what I, I, I would. That it just popped in my head, but I, I can't imagine that that really has anything to do with it because they've had other kids transfer out too. And it's not like, what is special about this case? In the sense well, I thought the same thing, but then um, one of the guys on Discord was saying that a couple Ohio State, USC to Ohio State transfers, one of them being a kicker, hasn't even been approved. One of them was a uh, linebacker, I think, was super delayed. Really? So it's like a common theme. Nate jumping on board and saying the same thing. Yeah. You give me a percentage. I was going to say 40%. Like, I think, I think it's very possible. He's not playing until week two or three, which is just like, yeah, if you're going to make him eligible in week two or three, then just make him eligible to begin with. Like that's a bandwidth thing. That's not a, like, that's not a, like you're like penalizing him. What that, I don't at that get, point you're penalizing him. What I don't get is if, if the NCAA can say, well, no, he's eligible, then why do they have to wait for USC to release him? I don't know, because the NCAA has been <laughs> asked backwards for about 100 that's years. Fair. Like, that's fair. None of it makes any sense. The fact that Lynn J. Dixon could have, <laughs> and Jarrett Dagey transferred right. as grad chance, like everybody's like, well, he's a grad transfer. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Well, he did the transfer already, and now he's doing it again. Yeah. He graduated three years ago. Yeah. Like, right. Dinky's got seven kids. A member of the LDS. <laughs> um, like it makes no sense. I don't know. We'll see. I'm prepared for. I'm prepared for the absolute worst. I'm gonna like jump in a bunker and have like <laughs> one of those handheld TVs and just have like. A thirty rack of natty lights, and just you won't hear from me for like a week. I think. I think if I think it'll be the week of the game that they announce. I don't think it's going to be this week. I think it's going to be like the Wednesday prior to the to the Saturday game that they'll announce that he's eligible, if they do. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be make or break. It'll make or break my year. (laughs) Got a lot riding on this one. Do you guys want any topics you wanted to kind of? Cover before. No, we... let's rock right into the three wins and let's kind of rock and roll with it. All right. Yeah, who me... are we talking about today? I got to recalibrate it here. It's not. 
had to do, do a bunch of screen changing. Duquesne. Yeah, exactly. But as you can see from here, Hawaii is where we're going to start. Mm. They they have the 13 games. Oh, God. Andrew loves talking about Not to the throw off the math there. Andrew loves the 13 game Hawaii. Would you say that they have the the best football okay. schedule? Best football? I, I, I honestly, I haven't looked at it as carefully as you think I should or would uh, this year. But, I mean, it's tough to top last year's when, when they played a home-and-home home with New Mexico State. Like, how do you beat that? <laughs> right. So, they open up with Vanderbilt. I don't. Did we do Vanderbilt? <laughs> I don't know if we covered Vanderbilt. But um, I think if they're... What time? Uh, 10.30 p.m. your time. That's nice. That's nice. CBS Sports Network, which I don't have, so that's so they awesome. were kind. They were yeah. kind of kind to Vanderbilt there. So the primary problem here is when we start the conversation surrounding Hawaii, you we then bring in all the tangents that I want to talk about Hawaii from, like me getting into a, a spat with some guy who lives for uh, just schedules of games and channels on which the games are played on, and getting into it with him about how I'm upset that all the midnight Hawaii games are potentially not available for and. For any uh, on any channel other than pay per view outside of Hawaii, uh, so that I don't know if it's going to actually play out that way, but I feel like that's what happened last year, and that's what it seems like it's setting up to be again this year. By the way, it says their stadium's the Ching Complex. They missed an opportunity. Are they playing there yet? Yeah, that's where they will be playing. But I, I feel like that's still under development. You would know. It's not, I, yes. But I feel like I they just missed it's, the chain. The chain weird. complex was was, was the name. They missed it. And <laughs> they had the perfect opportunity. Right. Um, but anyway, on a serious note, they play Vanderbilt in week zero. Mm. And and you know we did do Vanderbilt already. And we have them we, winning, touchdown underdogs, we had them winning the two games. I don't know who we picked this game it was so long ago though there's right. a lot that changes over time. right so we're completely i think vandy wins i think you, you go think they go to the island you look and at man on man dude on dude mike wright's the best player on the field which is saying a lot so i'm giving vandy the win i can go with he's it. gonna throw for 207 yards I mean, make I, all of us happy if you make me pick a team i will pick field. hawaii here <laughs> You know what? I'm going to pick Hawaii with Andrew because I All want right, them nice. to win this game. Chris 1-0 for the Chang era. <laughs> All right. Then they get Western Kentucky still on the island. Time. Good God. Uh, 11.59 p.m. You Eastern. love to see it. <laughs> Spectrum, I wonder, I, Spectrum I, I pay-per-view. Your, I can't see your screen, I, but so, I remember some years we get like the 12.30 kick. It's not even 12. Like They'll bump it that extra half hour. I wonder if we get any of those. Does that help? Which, yeah, that's a little better. Actually, but, yeah. Really let's good. not let's not ruin the surprises yet. Um, okay. But so eleven fifty nine on Spectrum. Do they ruin the Austin Reed era? You're gonna get them. Now's the time. Think, you think Daggy starts in that game or <laughs> Darius Ocean? O- Ocean, yeah, it's probably Ocean. Ocean starts in that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go Western Kentucky. Yeah, I think so too. So Andrew doesn't Michigan. It doesn't matter. Rough, by the way. Michigan. It's 
funny yeah, that that might be that spread might be 34 and it might be too low. Yeah, Michigan. Then they come back another 11:59 p.m. Spectrum pay-per-view is out here just printing money. The week zero <laughs> check from UNC and then they come back back and say, "Hey, give it pay up again week week 3." And uh Hawaii can't be paying that much though, right? Like Yeah, I got Well, think about it. They get a trip to Hawaii out of it though. That's more like a vacation, right? Right. Right. A little bit of money, we got them them winning that. Then they get at New Mexico State. Do they play them twice again or are they just playing? No, so there's your five your five non cons for uh Hawaii come one, two, three, four, five, right? Yeah. To start the year. Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> not not always, uh, but this year, all five <laughs> all five non conference games going into the bye, uh, at New Mexico State. You got to give Hawaii the win there, even though it's off the island. I think that that on Flow well, Sports, eight p.m. on Flow Sports. Flow Sports. <laughs> what what TV channels do they have in the Mountain West? I don't get this. Not, no, oh, that's then the bye. Okay, yeah, the bye. Then at San Diego State, I think that's at a loss. The, at the soccer stadium. This is going to be easy, by the way. This the is going to be really easy. Oh, yeah, loss. yeah, yeah, yeah. Loss. loss. You think they lose in Nevada? No. Yes. They, no, home Nevada, against Nevada? Nevada sucks. They beat Nevada. I don't... On Spectrum pay-per-view, they're not losing. Sir, <laughs> you, have you not looked at the CFB winning edge roster strength numbers for Nevada? They're beating what do Nevada. we think, <laughs> side note, what do we think it costs Per game on Spectrum pay-per-view to watch this game. So, you know Oklahoma does that random pay-per-view game every year, right? Yeah, it's like against like Tulsa. How much do you think that one costs? It's like, I think they do like 40 bucks, right? Yeah, it's like 50 bucks. I would. Mm. Hawaii knows their audience. I think they probably charge 50 because they know that. (laughs) You can get a season pass for 300. Yeah, (laughs) I I would be so mad. Okay, so we have them beating Nevada at Colorado State. That's a loss. Yeah. Then Wyoming at home. At home, I think they Listen, win. Listen, I, I think mean, if win. you had them beating them the other teams, you got to have them beating Wyoming. They got like yeah, three that's returning. A that's a win total. I think at Fresno's a loss. Utah State's a loss. What? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What times do Utah State? Oh, come? Justice says it's stupid expensive, like a couple hundred for the package. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's a, that's a no for me, dog. Like, what? <laughs> all right. So we have a lost Fresno, lost to Utah State. Then they get UNLV, eleven p.m. Eastern, on Spectrum. Is that one? Uh, is that on the island? Yep. I think that can be a win, and that and after that one, Arroyo finally gets canned. Yeah, so you they, guys are so high on Hawaii. They're like they one of the worst teams in college football. Well, they're playing a Easily bunch. Listen, of the time but all these wins, all these wins we keep giving them are against some of the other worst teams in college That's football. It's true. It's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, even though UNLV, I was going to try and talk you into the UNLV or the not the Utah State game, but you wouldn't even give me a no. You correctly I'm not, identified that I'm I can't not. don't have a voice in that conversation. Listen, I I rode with you with Vanderbilt. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to go any farther, dude. Than that. Okay, so here's some more details. Justice says. There will be a eight Hawaii football games on pay-per-view, $399.99 for all eight, $69.99 for each game. So 70 bucks a game. 
maybe the, the part that's unclear. Could you was, imagine? We can use our business account to pay for that, guys. Is that there's a <laughs> distinction, and I, I forget it's it, you need to buy that if you live in Hawaii or if you live everywhere anywhere else. Mm. I assume it's anywhere else. Well, Justice will get back to us here in a second. Are you moving to to Hawaii for the season, Andrew? Does it matter? (laughs) I'm always always looking for my uh, beach house. He's always looking for an edge. Let's recap. So Vanderbilt, there's one. Duquesne's two. New Mexico State's three. Nevada's four. Wyoming's five. UNLV is six. We have them bowl eligible. Six and seven. Six and seven. They'll, do they get the waiver There's, to play in the bowl? The Hawaii bowl? Yeah, there yeah, is absolutely play. no way they win six games. All right, Andrew, there what's, is what's no the way they win six. What's games? the number? Oh, I, I, at best they. At, I'll transition. At best they win four games. I'll transition to at our best. second team, which is Michigan. You weren't even willing to entertain them beating San Jose State to close out the year. No. <laughs> no, not at San Jose State. No, not. On a I told you, I rode with you on Vanderbilt. Ship. It doesn't matter. It's Hawaii. <laughs> the number's probably like three and a half, isn't it? Oh my god! No, I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm pulling it up now. I'm pretty sure it's like four and a half. But I was gonna say it's like four, four and, and a half. half. That's not bad. Six is. You guys that are bad. idiots. <laughs> this is the one that I cannot believe you guys are doing this. <laughs> oh man. I'm waiting for justice to reply to the, is it restricted to non-Hawaii or you have to be on the island to get it? Like it, like it really matters. I know he's going to pull back up on you. Um, so we'll go ahead and move to Michigan. Yeah, it's four, four and a half. Four and a half. So six yeah. isn't crazy. Heavy over. under juice. Heavy under juice. We had yeah. one. I know there was one we did. It was like the, we picked like nine wins and I think it might've been San Jose state. I think we picked like eight or nine wins and the over under was like four and a half, five and a half. Yeah. If you, the problem becomes, if you had me pick all the mountain West teams, every team would have like 10 wins. <laughs> and I don't know where the losses are coming from. <laughs> oh, they're going, boy. all of them are going undefeated in non-conference is what they're right. doing. All right. So, so. Michigan, we're going to open up week one, Colorado state, not the most gimme, of openers, but I, they win it. I think it was more gimme last year, but like the the new new fun stuff going on there makes it a little bit more challenging. But they're like four touchdown favorites. Like that'd be kind of shocking for them to. All right, let's just say that them. they start three and zero because we just picked Michigan to be. We didn't do them already. Michigan. Oh no, I, I was thinking of Colorado State. Sorry, we did State. Yeah. So win against Colorado I mean, State. Win against Hawaii. Win against UConn. Andrew, did why you stop any? at Maryland? I, I'm, I'm, I was going to go there, but I'll figure these are the non-cons. So, um, any opposition to UConn losing that game? I think that there's a, <laughs> a a real chance that Michigan, maybe not overall as a team, but from a fantasy perspective, like we've started to finally have the interesting conversations surrounding the run game that have been going on in my head the all off season. The idea that, like, why are we drafting these two running backs so high? Compare them to other teams that do similar things, and we're not drafting those teams' running backs anywhere nearly as high as Michigan's. Did everything just go perfectly last year to result in the fantasy relevance for two running backs on Michigan? They averaged, like, 20 fantasy points a game last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other teams play very similar ball, 
and they are nowhere near as successful from a fancy output perspective. Like, so I, I think that a lot of things happened last year that aren't necessarily likely to repeat themselves. I don't, I mean, I don't agree. I don't, well, you're a Michigan <laughs> fan. I mean, all of John Harbor wants, okay. So a couple of things that go into play here, right? Like, and I'm going to willing to admit that like Michigan can be a very slightly above average team win 10 games, Lose to Ohio State, lose to Iowa or Michigan State. You're going to say make... all they want to do is run. All, they all they're going to do is run because of what Harbaugh do does. Previous years too, and it didn't do any. It didn't result in fancy relevance for the running backs then. Okay, what? Let's pick a year. What did you say 2019? 2020. Is that good? 2020. Year? They played six games. So were they were they that bad that you want to throw it out the window? They like it was COVID year. You really want to prove your point on COVID year? <laughs> it happened. Okay, we're ignoring that. 2019. I hate to interrupt you guys, but Justice is saying that, sorry, the article is behind a paywall, so not sure of other details. <laughs> it's 300, bu- 300 bucks a pop. Um, actually, and in the Discord, um, Clint says he wants to see us do Colorado State because Andrew talked about them while doing the Boise slate. So maybe next week we jump we did them no did we did, do colorado we, state? We've done colorado state have we? no we have not we have not oh. anyway let's jump back to michigan let's get this done so let's you can win win, win. so out. they're three and oh four and oh when they play maryland for homecoming okay then they go at iowa mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta think i think win. like five years ago this is like a very tricky game but kirk ferentz is way over the hill like harbaugh is like about to be Inference is like on the other side going down. Like, so we got them going five and zero at Indiana. We got to pick if you're picking to beat Iowa, you're picking to beat Indiana. So that's six and zero. Then I guess the real test is Penn State. Week seven. Week seven, Penn State. They get them at home. It's a TBA time, by the way. It's gonna be at three thirty. You just can. It's gonna be a three. Not, not big noon Saturday. It could be big noon Saturday. I don't know who else is playing that day, but that feels like yeah. a three thirty ABC to me. Okay, so who do we got? I think I. I mean, I think I'm gonna keep, who's, keep going. Who's their, who is their starting quarterback at this point in the season? Is it McCarthy or is it McMurray? I mean, that in itself is a great conversation. Mm-hmm. I think Harbaugh said today that he wasn't necessarily going to name a starter that both of them are playmakers and that it may mean that they play both of them early in the season to create like, yeah. Watching, watching McCarthy just like navigate being a quarterback like that dude is not a quarterback, but he's (laughs) still better than McNamara. He feels like a, um, he feels like a mix of McNamara and, and uh, let me put this way. He's not a, a, he's not a drop back quarterback. No, but he feels like a good runner, like a like a super garbage poor man's Denard, but like a better <laughs> passer to like Cade's level. So it's like, do you want like a little bit of a sketchy Cade, but like a great runner? The thing that sticks in my mind with um, JJ McCarthy is that fumble against Michigan State that just like was pretty huge. He and just so he needs to be in just an RPG. He's a true freshman, so. He needs to be in an RPO scheme. Like, yeah. 
they want to run it. So maybe having that option is like a good thing, right? Like, do you, does that <laughs> offense get better because he's just going to run it as well? Like, you know, right. You hand it off to Blake. Oh no, I'm holding it and I'm running myself. Like Kane doesn't do that. McCarthy gives him that, but. So the answer is yeah. they beat Penn state. Yes. I'm going to lean. Yeah, they beat Penn state. <laughs> okay. Um, then they get the bye week. Then they get Michigan State at home. I assume we picked Michigan to win this game. Yeah. Yeah. But and then the real test. <laughs> That's true. So they're 8-0 and going to Piscataway to face Rutgers. Is this where Shot the season Asia. is this where the season falls apart for Harbaugh? He's looking ahead. He's looking no. three games ahead to Ohio State and loses to Rutgers. Does that happen? We always play him tough. We don't always play him tough. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> a couple of years ago they played him tough for sure. Yeah. Uh, so no, I mean, be, no, that was I'm an not, epic. I'm that not. was such an epic game. That was on my birthday. It was like double overtime. So I guess, I guess, I guess here's what we're asking. Else. So we can just go ahead and say they're going to beat Nebraska, beat Illinois, right? So do they beat Ohio State this year at the shoe? No. So they're eleven and one. So. They're no, eleven and so. one. That's because we don't have them losing anywhere else. So eleven and yeah, one. Yeah, I think Michigan. they win. Yeah, I think they win out. They just don't beat Ohio State. So the question becomes, what a game, though. Think about that. Like, if that's the scenario, we're not expecting Ohio State to lose any games prior to that. They're going to both be undefeated, eleven and zero, going into the final week of the season. That seems like dream two scenario. Top five teams. That yeah. seems dream scenario for the TV to, for the network. Um, but we'll go ahead and let to the last team. LSU. Um, they get open up a Florida State in New Orleans, the neutral site for LSU. Um, please, please don't gloss over what day of the week that's played on and that that window. Mm. Yeah, that's I the won't... Labor Day the Sunday Sunday yes. game. Yep, the Sunday game. One of the a contender for best slate of the year. I was gonna let I, I was gonna say that, but I wanted you to say it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so they get Florida That's State great. to I mean, start Brian off. Brian Kelly's first first game of his uh, LSU tenure on an island. Like that's beautiful. It's a, it's gonna be awesome. It's so gonna they, be like a fake great win for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because like Florida State's garbage. So yeah. okay, so they beat them. They beat Southern. They get Mississippi State at home. Week three, it'd be tricky, but I think they beat them. Ooh, that is tricky. That's tricky. I think they win. Yeah, but it it's definitely like yeah, Mississippi I'll get, State I'll get to them as well. Mississippi yeah. State. Someone said earlier they have like a crazy schedule, which I believe they play in the SEC West. Right. Um, so they're gonna play all the big boys, right? Like they're gonna beat one of the good teams. I think this year. I think right. Like they're gonna. I mean, I think they're definitely like they beat Auburn, right? But like maybe they beat the. I don't want to say Alabama, but like they could make it like a big win against Ole Miss. They could surprise us against LSU would be fun. Like there's something in there that's going to be fun. They with the experience, Will Rogers. Like I think that's very much a possibility. Okay, so we got them going three and zero. Then they get New Mexico week four to win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then they go at Auburn. 
Who's favored in that game, do you think? It's at Auburn. Auburn, okay, so one, scroll down a little bit. Two, right. Auburn should be either like three and one or four and one or even maybe five and like undefeated because the schedule is pretty weak to start. It's really just do they beat Penn State? So you'll get that like fake line. I think Auburn could be like minus one and a half or minus two or something, but I would go LSU. Okay, so you're you're saying that Auburn would be favored. I think we're going to get a fake line because Auburn plays a bunch of softies. They play. Um, oh man, who do they play? Can I interrupt they, you? Sure. Uh, Nick, CFB winning edge just. Uh, Tagged me into a tweet where the New Mexico State Nevada game time was announced. Oh, I can update the graphic. Yeah, and we can uh, plan our flights. So the, the tweet <laughs> says the tweet says exactly the tweet says eight p.m. on ESPN two, but the guy Ooh. is new, a New Mexico beat writer, New Mexico State beat writer who's tweeting. So I assume that means actually eleven p.m. Mm. Which sets Your up time. for a beautiful two games <laughs> late. Dual late game action. <laughs> Holy shit. What a amazing thing. That's what we deserve. I I mean, oh man, that famous conspired to give us that. Yes, that's awesome. Awesome. It is awesome. So, Auburn plays Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State, Missouri, LSU, all at home to start. So, you say Auburn's favored? I think there's a shot that they're favored just based on a soft record. So, you're saying I'm not sold on Missouri. So, you're saying that LSU is an underdog. And while I'm talking about underdogs, (laughs) (laughs) oh my god, I have to do it. Do it now. I'm already get it together, man. (laughs) I was trying to. I was trying to get you to say the word without me prompting it. But underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Draft your team with no in-season management. Get the optimal score each week of the season and have a shot at over ten million dollars in prize total prize money in their best ball mania three contest. Head over to underdogfantasy.com in the, or the App Store now. Sign up with the promo code BTR, and Underdog is going to match your deposit up to $100. Again, Underdog Fantasy, sign up with the promo code BTR and draft your best ball Mania 3 team today. Now, I want to kind of piggyback on that with you saying that DraftKings did post their um, college football stuff, so Underdog should be coming soon also. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, we're only 10 days away. I have no idea when it's going to come, but it's yeah. got to be somewhat soon. Um, you can bet when it happens, we'll be posting about it for sure. Yeah. And hopefully we're talking about it next week. Gotcha. That's the, that's the hope. All right. Did you not hear me say something about the best and then saying like football? Like I was saying okay. best in ball and all I'll, the early. I'll, next time I'll catch on now that I know what you're trying to do. Okay. Uh-huh. Hump day gotcha. Hump day gotcha. <laughs> right. All right. So um, Auburn, that's a tough game to pick. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna pick Auburn to win that game. I like LSU there personally, but Same. that's just me. Like LSU? Okay. We'll go with LSU. So LSU is undefeated. They're five and zero. Then they get Tennessee at home. I think Tennessee beats them. Same. Yeah, I can get with that. And then they at Florida. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's the SEC, right? Right. There's it's so the SEC, but there's so much unknown between not just 
LSU, but Florida. I like Florida there. I mean, they're yeah. at, in the swamp. I'll probably leave Florida, yeah. I agree. Then they come back with Ole Miss. Do they lose three in a row? Do they lose Tennessee, Florida, yeah. Ole Miss? Yeah. 3-0, go to the bye week, then... Ooh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> a couple, a couple L's coming out of the bye. Hello, Ooh. SEC West. We're here. Ooh. So they get Alabama. They get them at home. Get them in Death wow. Valley. <laughs> yeah. God, um, if they make lost. that like the APM, which has got to be one of – It's got to be, right? Yeah. It's got to be one of your top tens that yeah. SEC selected uh, 8 p.m. start time. But, yeah, that would be so disappointing. Booze to Alabama. Yeah. At Arkansas, like – that game's always a good game. LSU Arkansas. It's a gold boot, right? Golden boot. Yeah. Well, it's in the past that hasn't that been in I Little feel like Rock? It used to be. It used to be Black Friday, but it clearly is not. They've moved it because now they it want them to, to play A and M as the rival. Mm-hmm. Fair. And then we get Missouri Arkansas as Black Friday yeah. as well. I think. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Like yeah. LSU A and M is fun. So we got them losing Alabama, losing Arkansas. Yep. Okay. And then beat, they, they come beat. back, the bounce back win against UAB, probably to be bowl eligible. Probably a tight Somehow. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna pick them to beat UAB. Then they go close out at A and M. That's gotta be an L. L. That's an L. So you, yeah, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. They have six wins. Feels right. Works for me. By the way, we've covered 60 teams, whether it's been on our podcast or just tweeting out stuff um, about it. So not even halfway there. So I know Andrew hates this, but, um, you know, we're we're already here now. So might as well. We've got a couple weeks left to week one. We'll get maybe Chris and I will churn out another 10 to 15. Other than that, I think that's all we've got for today. We could probably go on another two hours. But we'll um, we'll just kind of wait to see because that could really change the way our our credibility. Our credibility goes through the roof if he's eligible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or we go off the grid, one or the other. (laughs) Right. Right. So, all right, guys. um, That's all we got. So until next time. Talk to you later.